Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic here with Street Talk Theology. I want to say hello to all our street talkers this morning. Hoping you're taking your sound theology and bringing it to the streets. Give me a shout out anytime. Pesagromali at gmail.com will be my honor to interact with you. Wow, a lot going on um, in here at Desert Sky Baptist Church. Praise the Lord. But it's an honor to be back. I'm, I'm uh, by myself here with you guys. Always an honor to interact with you. We'll go over a few. I'm going to talk about prayer this afternoon. Um, and that's always a tough subject, but I do, this is kind of our second season in street talk theology that we, we started uh, with a two part series with Dr. Ken Ross from Lagos Christian Academy. And then we did a two part series with uh, pastor Robert Marquez from teen challenge from uh, in, in New Mexico. So uh, this is kind of our fifth, uh, ordeal, so to speak, our fifth show in our second um, season. So I'm going to just talk a little bit about prayer. And I know prayer is always a tough subject, but but prayer is uh, something that we need to speak about, especially in the world that we live in. We need to be a praying people. The Bible says, where was the intercessor? But when we talk about prayer, there's three kind of um, things that we need to look at when we pray to our Lord and Savior. First, we know he's kind, he's good, he's a good God, and he wants to hear from his people. But when we talk about prayer, I think in, in there's three kind of subjects uh, in the Bible that we can look at. One is persistence in prayer. One is prayer and providence. And one is prayer coupled with patience. Um, and, and, you know, there's, there's something that's interesting. So I want to try to take those three, um, not in those, uh, uh, perfect terms, but I want to cover all those terms that I just mentioned. And if we look at Providence, if that's the first one we want to look at, what does it mean, uh, when we say we pray and then we look for Providence and, and that's something that, is biblical and it's something that we need to look at, something I need to look at and challenge all of our street talkers with. As uh, again, uh, the Bible says, where was the intercessor? We got to be a praying people. So, so think about this. If we uh, think about the 10th chapter of Acts, do you remember uh, there was a, there was a scene there where we get Cornelius praying in the 10th chapter of Acts. I like Cornelius because he's an Italian guy, right? He's from, uh, from the Italian cohort. So, and he's a, he's a praying man. And, and, and basically his prayers uh, were answered uh, the, where, where the Bible says that, you know, Cornelius, who was a righteous man, uh, his prayers were answered and, 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 and he had a vision. And, and basically it was told that he was to send 
for Peter, the Apostle Peter, who obviously at that time was a, uh, obviously we know a Christian, but basically more compartmentalized with the Jewish Christians. And, and one day, now here's how providence and prayer works, right? So Cornelius gets this vision to send for Peter. So he sends his men to see Peter in the interim. Peter, who is a praying man himself, who's on the roof praying, he's kind of hungry, but he's in there, he's on the roof resting, waiting for lunch, so to speak. And all of a sudden, he goes into a trance where these, where all these kind of unclean animals are put in front of him. And in the, the vision or the dream, it said, kill and eat. And Peter says, oh, oh no, I don't, I don't eat anything unclean. And the Lord basically tells him in his dream, well, if I've made something clean, it's clean. And, and Peter is kind of perplexed about that. But then all of a sudden, the Bible says, what? As they were on their way to see Peter after he gets this dream or this vision, Peter gets a knock on the door. And it's these men sent from Cornelius who were Gentiles. And Peter now, his prayer is lined up with providence. See, he prayed or he was in a trance and God brought this this vision um, into his being, so to speak. And all of a sudden he gets a knock on the door and there's kind of three Gentiles there that Cornelius had sent to request Peter to come to him. So that's what we call prayer and providence. So kind of let's break that down into our own terms because that's a biblical thing, a biblical prayer that we see here in the 10th chapter of Acts. If we are praying for something um, and and we want to obviously be aware that, you know, we want to pray for things according to God's plan, and in this case, according to God's providence. So we pray for something and then we look for something providentially to play out uh, in in accordance with that prayer, you know, I'm, I'm not good at ad-libbing at this stuff like this, but but say you're, you know, you're praying for a job and you say, Lord, I, I really need a job. I'm having problems with the job that I'm in right now. And, and then the next day, you know, somebody may come up and say, hey, do you know anybody? Uh, I, I, I need somebody. They're, they're hiring down there at um, so-and-so and it's a really good job. Do you know anybody who might be interested? So you can look at that as providential. You're praying for a job, and all of a sudden this situation uh, comes upon you. Well, Peter uh, was brought this this vision. He was brought this, this, this sheet of unclean animals, and he's waiting to eat chow, so to speak. He's waiting to eat his lunch, and he gets this, this sheet of, of animals that are unclean, and the Bible says, kill and eat. Peter says, no, 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 I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't do that. It's not kosher. And Jesus basically tells him, if I make something kosher, it's kosher. And then all of these, obviously all of a sudden Cornelius's men come and we know the story. Peter goes with them, preaches to Cornelius. Cornelius gets saved and all of a sudden now Gentiles are included 
in the things of God. So, so that would be providential. And again, ourselves, we pray and we look for providence. We pray and we look for providence. The other thing we want to talk about is persistence in prayer, persistence in prayer. And uh, Luke 18 is the address for that. We remember about the, the unjust judge. Uh, he was a guy that did not fear man uh, or fear God. He didn't fear anything. He was an unjust judge. He was not a fair man. And then we have this woman that continued to come to him to persistently kind of the, the, the original language uh, says kind of beat him under the eye because she just came every day and every day and, and wanted to have her petition met. Right. And basically, she needed legal protection. Um, but let me let me go to the text here just to make sure there was a widow in that city. She kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent for while he was unwilling. But after what he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet this widow yet yet, yet because this widow bothers me. I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out or hit me under the eye. So, so here, this unjust judge actually gives her what she needs because she was persistent in her prayer. And, and basically, that's the same thing for ourselves. There's times that we need to keep asking, keep knocking, and keep seeking. That's the language in, in um, and I think, Matthew 7, when it speaks about the asking and knocking and, and, and seeking. And sometimes we have to be persistent in prayer. And, and, and we have to continue to pray, continue to ask, seek, and not. And we see that with the, with the um, unjust judge who didn't fear anything, but, but when this woman just kind of kept hitting him under the eye, he obviously... Um, gave in. And then obviously that's just a parable, but at the end of that parable, it's, it's a, it's a great, um, I believe a great um, salutation to that parable when basically it says that how much more would God give to his elect? Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? He will not delay long over them. So, you know, we see prayer in Providence. We see, um, uh, persistence in prayer. And, and I look at these things and God is a good God, but here's something that's really important. Here's something that's really important is that praying this way is praying biblically. We have a biblical application of how we pray and we need to have biblical application in the things that we do. Prayer is important. The, the Bible says the prayer of the righteous avail much. And then if we pray according to God's word, we know we're on the right track. We know we're on the right track. You know, so we looked at, what do we look at? We looked at persistence in prayer, providence in prayer. And then, like I mentioned, patience in prayer, patience in prayer. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, be patient. God is, God will, will bring about what he has planned to do through the prayers of his people. And, and God uses that. I mean, God, it's amazing how God ordains 
the ends and the means. He, he, he will ordain an end of something through the means of prayer. Notice how God works. It's amazing how he uses this. You know, like I said, where was the intercessor? And, and that's why we have to be a praying people, because God uses prayer. And, and I, you know, I, I can't say that enough, that especially in the times that we live in today, we need to be a praying people. Now, um, another aspect of this is brought about in Ephesians 6. Now, this is a little different nuance I'm, I'm going to get at here, but I think it's something we need to pay attention to. So in Ephesians 6, it talks about the word of God or the spirit of God, which is the word of God, right? And the, the word, word there, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Let me rephrase that in the, you know, when they're going with the armor of, of, of God the, in Ephesians 6. And again, I'm, I'm uh, speaking this, I didn't open to Ephesians 6. So I want to make sure I stay near the mic, but, but I, I want to, I want to, I want you to hear this. This is really important. When you're reading about the armor of God, it says, basically, it says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And, and there's two words there in the Greek language for the word word. One is logos, which is the written word of God, which is your, basically your Bible. That's the logos. That's the written word of God. And then there's the rima. Right. There's the Rima word of God, which is the spoken word, which is the word that's kind of pressed into your spirit as you're praying. Now, the, the only way that something could be pressed into your spirit is if you have filled it with God's word. Now, this is an important nuance. And, and let me explain it in this way, because prayer is important. We need prayer. We need to be a praying people. Right. So when you are on your knees before the sovereign creator in Christ's name and you're praying for something, God, the Holy Spirit can press into your heart certain scriptures that is actually lining up for what you're praying about. Um, let me use an example and I'll use a life uh, example that happened in my life. And I don't usually like to use that use my own life and, and stuff like that. But, but it is what it is. But let's just use a practical example first. Let's just say um, you, you went for a job and, and, and it was a teaching job. And, and for some reason, um, maybe it was a, a, a teaching at a Christian college or something of that nature. And, and you didn't get the job and you're praying and saying, Lord, why? And all of a sudden, um, the scripture just comes to your mind, study to show yourself approved, a watchman rightly dividing the way of truth. So maybe you can see there, you were not studied enough. You need to do more studying and God is telling you that you need to. So what he's doing is he's pressing the scriptures into your heart. And the only way that can happen is if you know those texts, if you know those scriptures. So, let me give you a, uh, an example in my own life when I was in prison. 
At that time, I was on my way. I was in transit, transit from one prison to the next, and I was in a holdover unit. And we stood there about three months. I think I was on my way to Leavenworth, and I was held over in Victorville, California. And I remember one time, I and when you hold, when you held over, you're in your cell 23 hours a day, waiting to be tra uh, transferred. They'll let you out an hour a day for a shower and a phone call, a lot of reading. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get a good roommate. You can have some good interaction. But this is a, a, a obviously something that happened in my life. And it was a wonderful thing. And I'll, I'll share it with you. Street talkers, I love to do. You guys, are, I love you guys, man. I love interacting with you. Um, but I, I remember calling my mom on that day that I got out to take my shower and to, to make a phone call. And I needed my birth certificate because I was going to the Life Connections program. So I needed my birth certificate. And I called my mom up and I says, mom, do me a favor. When I get to um, Leavenworth, can you make sure I get a copy of my birth certificate because I need it for the program. And, and she told me, she says, Oh, she goes, you know, son, she says, you know, years ago, we had a little fire or something in the house and your birth certificate was burned up and um, I got to, we got to do something to replace it. And I, and I was, a, I, for some reason that really, I don't know, it just hit me hard, you know? So I remember my roommate, my, my celly, he was in the shower and I went back to my cell and I just dropped to my knees and I says, Lord, man, I says, you know, I don't even have an identity. I mean, I, I lost my my birth certificate and I got to go to this Life Connections program. I got 18 months and I'm getting out. I was really crying out to the Lord, you know, in, in, in prayer. And right pressed in my spirit saying I, from the book of Joel, I wasn't even reading Joel, that I will give you back the years that the locust has taken, that the caterpillar has eaten and, and things of that nature. And, and I'm saying to myself that God is going to give back to me what I've lost. And as I reflect on that day, which was 11 years ago, look where God has brought me. In, in 11 years, I came home. Uh, God was kind. I became a pastor. Um, now I'm even interacting on Street Talk Theology. I'm continuous in my 11th year as a pastor, my fifth year here at, De at uh, Desert Sky Baptist Church. I mean, and I think about those times and all because of prayer and God, you know, uh, you store the scriptures. I wasn't reading Joel at the time, but I knew Joel. I knew about the locust, the locust plague. And, and the reason for that was to bring people to back where they were need needed to be. And, and he here I was kind of uh, downtrodden. and But this is the power of prayer. This is what I wanted to bring to the forefront today. And, you know, the prayer, we talked about being persistence in, uh, persistent in prayer. We talked about God working through providence in prayer. We talked about patience. And then we, we spoke about the... the um, the spoken word, the written word, the logos is the written word, and, and the spoken word is the rima. So you and the prerequisite for the rima is the is the written word. You have to have the written word embedded in your heart. 
So in, in, in my case, when I was downtrodden, uh, God pressed in my spirit about the, uh, about the locust that he will give back what the locust has taken and the caterpillar has eaten. And he's done that in my life. He's a good God. He really is a good God. And I know prayer is not a subject that a lot of people want to speak about, but we live in a world today that we need to entreat the Lord. We really do. You know, the world is getting so liberal in its views. We're becoming a minority people, a narrow road people. And I know we've said that that's a, that's a wonderful thing. And we know it's a wonderful thing. But at the end of the day, we need to be a praying people. We need to be a praying people. Um, and, and this is what I wanted to bring. I, you know, I, I, you know, I let my hair down with you guys. I mean, I don't try to make these shows perfectly edited or I just come on here and share my life with you. Um, uh, Desert Sky Baptist Church. We are a people here in this church that welcome you. If you don't have a congregation, we are not cheap stealers. If you are fine with your congregation, we are happy that you're there and you're being fed. We just want to be a, another uh, tool, so to speak, to put in your toolbox here on Street Talk Theology. But if you don't have a home church, come and visit us. You know, we've had some people come and visit that that listen to Street Talk Theology. We don't need a huge audience. We just want to reach the people of the community. Um, you know, we love you guys, and I, and I love speaking to you. And, you know, every time um, I like to do a show like this by myself just to touch base with you guys, don't know who's coming up after me, um, don't have anything planned, but we are looking at some guests to be coming up in the near future. But like I said, we started off the second series with Dr. Ken Ross, a uh, two-part series with that. That was great. Pastor uh, Robert Marquez in New Mexico, Teen Challenge, really enjoyed that. And hopefully you enjoyed this, this lesson here on prayer. I think prayer is important. I don't think we pray enough. Me first, we need to continue to pray. Um, and there are biblical ways to pray. I think that's the that's where we need to be. We need to be in in the Bible and 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 learn how to pray. And again, uh, the prayer of the righteous avail much. Um, Elijah was a man just like ourselves, and and he prayed for uh, for the famine to come on and the famine to leave, and and God honored that prayer because he got into something God was doing, and that's how I want to close this. Here's got to be our prayer. Here's got to be our prayer. Our prayer is say, Lord, there's nothing I can do for you. Get me into something you're doing. That's got to be our prayer as a people of God, especially here in Casa Grande, especially here in Desert Sky Baptist Church. We want to get into something God's doing. And sometimes that's brought about by uh, persistence in prayer, looking at things providentially and having patience. But our prayer is not something that we want to do. Our prayer is something that we want to get into something God is doing. And that's important. That's vitally important. As people of prayer, we want to get into something that God is doing. Well, Street Talkers, it's been an honor to interact with you. Um, this afternoon. So until the next time, this is Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Romaldi, Desert Sky Baptist Church. 
Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org. Thank you.